0: Yeah, fuck it I got it you got it bro I'm
1: sober switching, switching that up on you sober's uh, a judge how do you like them apples You'll oh be man understand every single word I'm saying I'll be able to remember players names this is going to be quite the adventure Welcome back, everybody, to the Most Awesome and brandana Sports Podcast. Coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 77 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mab sports Podcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, it's always his time of year. Most awesome. I don't know.
0: <laughs> there you go, bro. It's always my time of year. There you I'm, go, I'm bro. I'm
1: four seasons round, baby. <laughs> you're always going. I was just like, I had something. I was like, fantasy season. Like, it's your the, that season. It's your season. Half looked down. I was just like, ah, we're just going to let it roll out. Yeah, Here you're like,
0: season's greetings. So season. Let's just get through this.
1: <laughs> he says, Tis the season. Um, <laughs> But uh, how you been, brother? What's been going on? Good, man. You know, just... Uh-
0: like I said, getting ready for school, kiddos, start school, uh, as you guys are listening in the week of this podcast dropping, and uh, it's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting, because summer's over,
1: yeah. basically. Yeah, I'm not I'm not lying, though, it is the season, right? It's fantasy season, I'm, I know you like to get really yeah, knee-deep in a lot of things going on, a lot of text threads happening, a lot of pinging back and forth.
0: A lot of ins, a lot of outs, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is, everything's ramping up, week two of the preseason, we're starting to see some shake-up. We got some questions. We got a lot of brain Dana's gambling corner. I don't wanna oh man I don't wanna step on anything. I don't wanna project. step on anything. That's right. Okay,
1: guys, we have one mission and one mission only, and that's to go through some fucking futures, and we're gonna figure that out in this hour of power. We give you our word. You guys there's a little bit of slack, but it's like one more time and we're gonna get grounded and we hear you. So we'll get right into it. Guys, we have a jam-packed episode seventy seven. We're doing ripped, we're doing cash cow boys, we're doing the MAB inbox. Got a quick one from the doff. Returning to the scene of the crime, dropping a little idea in our inbox. We'll check that out. We'll do the Neapolitan Showdown. What a little idea. We were going to, for 77, do three best superstitions stuff, but we're doing just top three idiosyncrasies. We're going to get to know each other a little bit. Kind of drop that. See what's going on. And then, guys, we're going to hit the Brandana Gambling Corner two times. That's a twofer. We're we'll do the NFC West, AFC North. Uh, and then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. Starts now extra extra read all about it i'm talking front page
0: story all over the world it shook up men women boys and girls the headlines there. if you want to be rich then you better make sure that you got your shit come on all
1: right brother ripped from the headlines cash cow boys why we talking about that this week brother uh, by the way,
0: sweet title, by the way. That was awesome. I <laughs> oh, like God, that. Yeah.
1: And for those, those of you playing at home, I usually kind of name the, uh, the rip from the headlines. But most awesome, while doing his research, kind of stepped outside and helped me name this headline also. So eventually, it'll just be one podcast with him talking to himself back and forth the entire time. <laughs> Just it. but who will
0: edit it though who will edit <laughs> still
1: it? send it to me still send it to okay me. exactly
0: uh we're talking about that because uh obviously you know zeke we've talked about zeke and his holdout but also making news is dak prescott apparently turning down a 30 million dollar a year extension says he wants 40 million dollars and we started talking back and forth and that means the cowboys are gonna have to pony up yeah, so let's We're do this. Figure out yeah. how to pay.
1: Yeah. Let's do this really quick. We'll take it from um, the macro, the top down. Doesn't really apply on this one, but let's just talk about the quarterback first, and then we'll move to the running back because that seems to be a little bit uh, of a stickier situation. So Dak yeah. Prescott, like you said, uh, so right now let's look. He's he wants that forty million. He was offered thirty million per year uh, this season. Here's where your top paid quarterbacks are coming in. We have Matt Stafford at twenty nine point five million dollars. Your boy. Earning that paycheck. Oh we have my boy Kirk Cousins coming at twenty-nine million. Money well spent, well in quotes. Andrew Luck coming in at twenty seven point five million. Tom Brady, twenty seven million. Aaron, relax. Rodgers at twenty six point five million. Uh is Dak Prescott in bounds asking for this forty million dollar paycheck?
0: Uh no, I'm gonna say that no. And and also sure. let's not forget that Russell Wilson also just signed the extension for so it'll go into effect next year. Mm-hmm. He'll get he'll be thirty-five million dollars and uh Carson Wentz will have his extension for thirty two million. So even when you look at like the top end of next year, right? Those yeah. quarterbacks, forty million is just I mean it's it's I don't wanna say it's laughable because it's the position that he's playing in but it's like you you are so far on the top end of the top end. Yeah,
1: it's a, uh, it's, it's a dramatic leap. And also he's not in that, like no one would put him in that elite list. And it's fair. I mean, you come back at me with just like the Kirk Cousins, is he elite? Like you'd have an argument for like Matt Stafford, sure. Is Andrew Luck a bust? Like all those are debatable, but it's still to be far and away like looking for that, you know, 20% above everybody else. Like you would have to think you would have to be like at a different echelon or at least like on an even tier as the elite quarterbacks and I just don't believe he is
0: yeah I mean even I mean even if you just look at your fantasy rankings right there like I mean I know it's not but it's trying to evaluate top end it's like he's Dak Prescott is maybe at the highest 10 or 11 yeah. I mean so he's even on the the bottom end of, of just fantasy production and that's only really because of his rushing production He he scored six touchdowns so I, I I don't I don't know where it is, and I'm I was trying to think about this. I was like, so his his agency is CAA, Todd France at CAA is negotiating this, and I was like, well, where's their leverage in this discussion? Because like I said, they're five million dollars per more than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. uh, you know, has gone to the Pro Bowl six of his eight years. I mean, he's an established quarterback and has you know had a very similar kind of progression say, a mid-round pick as Dak Shepard was and kind of, you know, leading the team and stepping up. But uh, but he does just doesn't have the numbers in comparison to it. I mean, his highest touchdown passes are 23. He had 23 in a season. He's averaged 67. He's had 67 TDs in three seasons, 66% completion percentage. And I'm just not seeing it. I mean, and if you were to look at him last year, or his sophomore year, he kind of regressed. And then his third year, he did not start off well until they made that Amari Cooper trade. I thought this was an interesting stat line. In seven games without Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott threw for 1417 yards. Or fourteen yeah, hundred and seventeen yards, eight touchdowns, four INTs. Cooper shows up, he shows he he throws for 2468, 14 TDs and and four uh, INTs in nine games. So obviously it's is the production can he do it on his own? No. You have to get him elite. You have to spend first round picks in order to bring in elite talent around him to maximize his potential. To me that doesn't mean he's an elite guy.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's fair. That's taking me back a little bit. Like that's you know, you need to be surrounded with talent and it's like if you're surrounded with that talent, what can you do with it? Maybe the question is how ugly can this turn? I mean, are we talking like, I don't think sit out, right? Like he just plays and just doesn't extend the contract and just tries to hit free agency.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's really what it's going to come down to. I, I You know, if you look on some like market value uh, uh, aggregators that are out there, he's really at, like, that $30 million range. Like, 29.4 is where I saw a lot of those numbers coming in at. So if they can't get it done, I mean, if he doesn't even want to set it, like, 33, 35, yeah. here's the other side of the coin is is they've got $64 million in cap space, the Cowboys, next year. But they have a lot of holes still to fill. Mm. they still got to work out the extension with Zeke. Amari is a free agent, Amari Cooper. Their starting right tackle, L. L-, L- Collins, is up. Byron Jones, who is a, a Pro Bowl cornerback, He's up, Jalen Smith, and basically like uh, the Aaron side linebacker, basically like 80% of their secondary is up next year. So they have a lot of f- holes to fill. But if you sink down, if you sunk down 40 million bucks on uh, Dak Prescott, what does that leave you left of your 64 million?
1: Yeah, that's a pretty all in number. It'd almost be like, I don't know how you, I don't kind of leave your team. They just got to get on the same page. Like, I got to imagine it's Dak swinging for the fences, and then it kind of yeah. comes back to some sort of reality. 33 makes sense. Because especially if you're saying, like, on the open market, he's still going to – he can see on paper, and his agency is telling him he's probably going to make around that twenty-nine, thirty range. So it's right. just like, why even take that chance? Why, like, play through this year, risk injury or anything, like just sign it for, like, 33 and kind of meet the middle?
0: Yeah. And, and I also think, too – if, if I'm looking at it from the Cowboys' perspectives, what's the market in 2020 for you? Who's paying you $40 million? Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's paying you $40 yeah, exactly. million. Um, and, and it's like, I mean, truth be told, I mean, the free agents, first off, the draft class. And so if shit goes totally wrong for the Cowboys, they get a high pick. The draft class has got a much better quarterback class than they did last year. Um, and then you've got Jameis Winston, his hitting the market, Marcus Mariotti, Teddy Bridgewater, right? Mm, Maybe okay. these are some stopgap guys. J- Jacoby yeah. Brissett in Indy. I mean, not terrible guys, but guys that you can take that $40 million and, again, like we talked about in other things, sprinkle it around. I mean, they were... You know, Dak was a fourth round draft pick.
1: Yeah, I don't like the Mar- Marcus not bad, Teddy. Yeah, I see like, uh, you know, as much as I wanted to spend this podcast talk about Marcus Mariota, we do have two Brandan and gambling <laughs> corners to get through. Like, uh, yeah, it's super curious. So, so I, I would say on this right now, the leverage is Team Cowboys. How about them cowboys? Like that, so. that would be for Dak, for Dak yeah. Prescott. Uh Zeke Elliott, another deal. So he's uh due to make three point eight million this year, nine point oh nine next year. Gurley right now is making fourteen point five a year on average. Bell is making thirteen point five a year on average, those being kind of the upper tier running backs we know Bell set out last year to get that contract, to put him at where he is now. Uh how do they settle this out? What is Zeke asking for? Yeah, I mean, I don't really I I haven't
0: heard a number, a concrete yeah. number is where he's at, but I'm definitely thinking he's looking for guaranteed dollars. And if I was to guess, he would be in that 13, 14 per year deal like, uh, like bell was sitting out for bell wanted 13 million a year. So do my you, guess do you would remember, be, he-
1: do you remember? I just started, or oh, no, he wanted
0: 17 it. a year, right? Didn't he want 17?
1: I think so. What did he, what was his, what contract did he sit out on? What did he not get paid for that one year? Oh, what year. was the amount? Yeah.
0: Oh, he he didn't sign his franchise tender. Oh, that's right. So that right. was like four. That was like fourteen or fifteen million. I don't remember exactly. Drink everybody, but it was like you know 15000000 bucks. Yeah. Put you on so, the um, so I think yeah, I think he looks for again a guaranteed contract, probably in that fifteen to you know fourteen million dollar, thirteen million dollar range. So four for sixty four for you know 55 depending on how much is guaranteed i mean that's really what he's looking at i mean we talked about a couple podcasts ago that his numbers i mean his rushing yards are there and 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 uh he has a lot of receptions he can catch the ball he is a playmaker i mean he's one of those guys that really helped Dak you know kind of have a a a release valve you know in the backfield so is he worth it on the field yes off the field i'd be really nervous about giving that kind of money guaranteed money to to a guy like zeke
1: yeah i almost think like i know we brought it up a couple times and maybe it was off pod it may be after dark or whatever the after hours <laughs> it may be sports podcast we do on the phone to wrap up the show but it was um the running back just might be it just might be kind of like a dying breed that one thing like why not kind of fill your backfield with like Three guys you can pay right. like three to four million a piece on and it's almost like you're just hedging your bets or at least like spreading it out so you're not you're not taking a huge hit if one guy if one guy you do give all the guaranteed money to goes down because it seems like a lot of teams are doing it and it seems like it works it just seems like no one's like it's not like a quarterback if you don't have that just tried and true running back that is kind of just the bell cow taking all the low well, you're still competing I like right. like like the Saints and everything. Like you can still put together like kind of a split back system that does work without sinking all your money in. Bringing up the Saints specifically, like Alvin Kamara. Uh, I looked up what he was getting paid, and it's something like, it's like one point nine, just under two million this year.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, well, he was a mid round, third or fourth round pick. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, I mean, and he fit in the system, and they definitely, they definitely manage his workload, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Saints they do not want him to get. 30 touches or 25 touches in a game they want to come in here and use him and then and use Latavius Murray or Mark Ingram before that and use that and really diversify their backfield and clearly it's it's worked well for their offense Um, and so yeah I mean there's a great point to it I think the the most interesting uh, training camp subplot right now is the progression of Tony Pollard the running back for the, the Cowboys and just seeing how well he's doing, considering we also have a little bit of like a a, a little scotch uh, of a, a Steelers-Cowboys cor- corollary where the offensive line, and they've sunk a lot of money in that offensive line. Yeah. There's some pride and paid guys. I mean, they're prideful and they're, they've been paid. So I, it'd be interesting to see how Tony Pollard produces – and what that does to the market for, for Zeke or yeah. his his game plan against the Cowboys. Absolutely.
1: Jerry Jones even had that quote this week. It was just like, we've seen him do it. We know he's capable of it if he needs to carry the whole load. So it seems like Jerry Jones digging his heel. And he had, like, just a little quip. It was just like he was asked about Zeke, and it said Zeke who. Like, obviously, like, he was just kind of, like, joking around. But it's like – how much is Jerry Jones going to dig his heels into this i think we saw something similar and uh, it, to jerry jones credit he was a little bit misquoted cuz the quote that everybody likes to grab is just like you don't need like a rushing like title winner to win the super bowl even though he sure. did but what he was referencing was he knew that he had Emmitt Smith and that's when they when they won it and he was referencing like teams had done it or teams didn't need to do it up until that point, even though he had pulled it off. So it's, it's not like he's neglecting the fact that he had him at Smith.
0: Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And and you know, and, and and that's the thing is is the Jerry is a little old school and I think you I think you said it right. He's digging his heels in and I think he's been more vocal on this, just considering how how rare this is I don't know if this is this has ever happened. Two years into your deal or two years left on your deal, someone going in there and saying, no, I want more money. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's kind of unprecedented. So I can – at a certain point I see Jerry Jones' side, and on the other side it's like, well, this is the era in sports that we, we live in, and players are a lot more aware of their longevity in this lifetime or in their lifetime of sports, so they're going to try and get it while they can because, especially in football, it's not guaranteed in two years.
1: I really swear, man, if Elliot well, I do want to talk about, so worst case scenario, it is Elliot stayed out for a year. Like, I, he definitely seems like the kind of cat that sticks to his guns. Yeah. Uh, that's what, and Jerry Jones kind of has a different flavor on this, because usually Jerry Jones has a little, of the like, the silver wall of silence, you know? Like, he's always like, he's a cowboy, you know, like, we're family, like, love him, like, we'll get it all figured out. And he's a little bit more vocal about just not pleased. And I, I don't know, like, it's not as easy as that. I think he's just going to fold in his hand and be like, all right, let's get you that new deal.
0: Yeah, and like I think we talked about it, it should be, you know, here is the thing: is if I'm Jerry Jones, I mean, I'm getting it from Dak Prescott, forty million dollars is yeah. way out of bounds. I'm getting it from yeah. Zeke. I've got to lock up Amari Cooper in this process. I almost might sit there and and look to to get a deal done with Zeke. And Amari and make it an attractive quarterback place. I was I, I was really oh. thinking about that. I was like, I know this sounds crazy. I know it sounds totally uh, a- anti to what's going on in the NFL where you need your marquee quarterback, but I just don't believe Dak is that. He is, you know, he's a good, he's, he completes, has a high completion percentage, low INTs. He's had a, a higher than above average gain, uh, comes from behind victories, fourth quarter victories, things like that. At the end of the day, I, I don't see him like being an MVP or being a Lombardi Trophy like MVP guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't see it. So let's get a lot of assets around it and see if we can get a guy that's a little bit of a game manager who's just not going to shit the bed, who can do and go through the right reads and the right progressions. And I think those are guys are. I think those guys are out there, not at forty million dollars.
1: I yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so I like I like your scenario. My scenario, if I'm Jerry Jones. I I get Dak Prescott to come a little bit back to planet earth. I pay right. him like 32 million to show I give a shit. I obviously take care of Cooper. Can I move Zeke for just like like a wide receiver? Like like kind of a middle echelon, like kind of like top wide receiver that might help my quarterback win now that's not quite the end of his career but maybe I like I almost want to say like a um what's that the Arizona Cardinal? I mean he's obviously is too over the hill, but just kind of give oh, me, like... Or yeah, Fitz, 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 yeah. Oh, Fitzpatrick? Yeah, Fitzpatrick.
0: Double drink, everyone. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, so,
1: yeah, he's, he's a little too old, but just maybe, like, a veteran receiver that could really bring it together and then move Zeke, just get that number off the books and just have trust that offensive line. Like, hope that offensive line does what Pittsburgh did last year where bringing up kind of a James Conner and we see maybe it's not as dependent on the talent of running back or maybe it's just, like, that level of talent isn't needed with the offensive line you have. Maybe that level of talent goes further in a place where the offensive line's not quite as strong, like maybe like an in Indianapolis or something, but it's like here, like, it's just like, oh, this is, you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of overkill for that position.
0: Yeah. I think that's interesting. I, yeah. I think you definitely can look at it. Like what kind of haul can I get? What teams have cap space that are, that'd be willing to Yeah, sunk it, Yeah. Cardinals
1: don't make sense with David Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: I know this. I see the vibe that you're going at, but because you're looking for like an established veteran, You know, especially somebody who can play in the slot because you've got Cooper outside, you've got Gallup outside, they have a, you know, they need a relief valve or even like a high-end tight end too. I mean, that's the other thing. Jason Witten's coming back this year. They don't really have that void. So maybe there's, maybe they can get a couple, couple big assets along the way. Maybe a few draft picks and, and try and try and capitalize it on somebody that's trying to make a splash, you know, like maybe send them to Miami's way. Miami next year has got 52 million in cap space. You know they've got some assets, they've got some things. You know maybe they they just load up on some draft picks and send them their way and say, hey, you guys need to you guys need to keep you know the fans interested. Why don't, why don't we give you Zeke? Although Zeke in South Beach would be a fucking
1: nightmare. That'd be insane. <laughs> no shit. Uh, all right, guys, that has been ripped from the headlines real fast. Um, so we took care of Das Pres- Prescott. Uh, what happens to Zeke Elliott this year?
0: I think you're right. I think he's I think he's going to hold to his guns unless Jerry folds and gives him. You know, that $13 to $15 million guaranteed for four
1: years. I think he I think he sits. This is gonna be nutty. Mono yeah. E Mono. Look at that Neapolitan showdown. Zeke for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Here we're talking about cash and checks. Uh, all right, M A B inbox, jump in and we have one from the DOF. Welcome back, brother. Haven't heard yeah. you tweet us for a beat. Maybe it's just uh it's not really a tweet, it's an email. Relax. Maybe it's just got kind of a football season, get you back in the interested. Uh you bros making me mab. Uh, when you're trying to teach a millennial, teach them right. If you use the Konami code, what's the code for, for Contra called? Konami. Konami. Konami code, code. for Contra. It's He's going to fucking write another email on this one. Oh, God. Oh, we should just erase this. We're not going to. He doesn't control us. It's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start for 30 lives on a single player. Select start is 30 lives for two players. Not infinite. By the way, Spread Gun was the best. Prove me wrong. They already don't trust the older generation. Please stop lying to them. (laughs) Duh. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, Fair enough. I'll give that the attention it deserves. We stand corrected. Congratulations. We got a video game from the 90s (laughs) wrong. Uh, That's literally all the time we're going to give. Neapolitan Showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see either. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. Three biggest idiosyncrasies. Uh, all right, original idea. We're kicking this back and forth, bro. Yeah. Episode brah. 77. We're like, I was in Vegas. We were talking a little lady luck, a little if there's any just kind of superstitions you have good superstitions, bad superstitions. And then we just kind of got into talking about uh, you hit me with one weirdo thing about you. And I was just like, let's dig into this because <laughs> Lord knows I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Number three spot. What do you got, bro?
0: Oh, uh, so I'm gonna give it to you because I, I I tip my my man, but not for the studio audience yeah, that's listening. Sure. Uh I like to when I get a fountain soda, mm-hmm. when you get that little lid on there and the plastic lid, and then it's got all the little bumps on it for diet or tea or whatever. I always I will always pop all three of all all of those. So that there's like five or six on there yeah. before I even take a drink. I okay. won't drink it before I pop it in there, and that's a little. I don't know why I do it. I really don't know. It's just out of habit. And then it becomes one of those things where it's like, maybe I'm just like infusing the flavor back into the soda that I'm <laughs> sure, getting. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? My mind starts to wonder, but I can't do it, and or I can't not do it. And, uh, yeah, it's a little idiosyncratic thing that I do. So how long ago did this start? I've been doing it forever. I don't, I mean, since like probably since high school.
1: Yeah, I'm like really you, not sure. You know what's weird is like uh, I've – I'm not, like, as obsessive as it sounds like you are about doing it, but how old were you until you actually knew what those were? I thought it was just, like, a little, like, toy, like, something to, like, do, like, a little stress reliever on the top of the cup. I had no idea until I was, like, early 20s. I was just like, oh, shit, this marks the flavor of the soda, so you can tell multiple sodas apart.
0: Yes, right, exactly. Yes. I I definitely want to say it was in my twenties before I saw this and I was like, that <laughs> yeah, says just, tea. Like, cool. Why does that say tea? Diet? What? What is going on with this? Yeah. Like I did think it was a little game. I don't know, maybe if I was also too just to distinguish my my cup from everyone else's cup, like I knew that. Oh, that's was good. That's, be it. yeah,
1: that's a good little marker. That's true. If all you if all your little tabs are down, then you know that's you. I know that's
0: me, yeah, exactly. But uh but I, I would I would like to say that I was that thorough and thoughtful in yeah. doing it. But no, it was more of like the gameplay of it. I was just <laughs> like I just like pressing a little plastic thing in.
1: Alright, five little buttons. Uh, cheap date. That's a cheap toy, bro. We'll give you five points. One for each little tab you poke down. Alright, now, uh, coming out of the gate, uh, I don't like swimming pools. I just said, like, hear, hear me out. Like, I think yeah, we've yeah. talked about this before. Like, swimming pools, hot tubs. I think we've been to plenty of bachelor parties where I didn't even get in the hot tub. Like, it's just... These are one giant like bathtubs yeah so i just like i just i just don't get in because it's 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 insane to me that some people actually get into pools like it's still a thing we're doing like this day and age where it's just like let's jump i wonder do you go through this with kids also because i'm sure you gotta take the kids to the pool but it's just like let's show up and then just kind of all 30 of us get into this tub together and just kind of swim around
0: <laughs> it really weirds you yeah the chlorine doesn't doesn't give you any kind of solace as in <laughs> Does it make let, you feel any better about it?
1: Let me ask you this. Okay, let's let's switch it up. So here's what I'm going to do. Let's take the chlorine out of it. Sure. Uh, and then I'm just going to get a, I'm going to basically like a eight foot by three foot and we'll make it, you know, kind of five feet deep, just kind of like tub. I'm going to fill that up with water and chlorine. Then I'm just going to take a random hobo off the street. I'm going to poke him in there and then I'm just going to put you <laughs> on the other side. How you feel about that, bro. You into that? <laughs> You know, <laughs> how's that for a little MAB challenge when you come to town? Let's, exactly, let's just see how yeah, this goes. Yeah, oh, my God. You, yeah. you get in there with chlorine. I get to pick any gentleman out of off New York street. that I like to, and I just throw on the other side. Oh, man,
0: the slick that would come off that hobo. Oh, oh look like the Juan Valdez.
1: Uh, are though um, what you have, like a brother in law or something who swore he became a superhero, though, from drinking out. of That's old school. MAB no, that's throwback a,
0: that's story. a deep. that's a deep Yes, my brother in law did drink. The like out of the uh <laughs> the astroturf on the side of the uh pool, slurped it out of it because he was thirsty, uh, and now that's why he doesn't get sick. I don't know how many hobos were in that pool, but uh, we'll <laughs> say at least one.
1: Uh, all right, I'm gonna give myself a uh, number of points for a number of people that should be in a th- just container of water at one time. That's one, scores one to five. What's in your two spot, bruh?
0: Oh my god. I just I just I I just can't shake the image of a fucking <laughs> Hey man, hobo you seemed all just... good
1: with it. You just seemed all just like chilling <laughs> the gang. You're like it's fine. It's just like, "All right, let's I got a little I got a little field experiment. Let's figure this out." Oh man. Oh man. Uh
0: so my my number 2 and I I think we've talked about this and and it it, it came up again when I was out to eat with some people at lunchtime. I really enjoy when I get my food, I just like eating one mm. of that food. I have a sandwich. We had a sandwich. We went to Buono Beef. Had a, my little my little sausage and and beef sandwich and yeah. my fries. And I was just eating all my fries. And I just looked over and two guys were just like looking at me. I was like, "What? You're not going to eat any of your sandwiches? The sandwich is getting cold." I was like, "No, I'm I'm enjoying my fries. This is what yeah. I want to do." And it's not like I have a I will always eat my fries first. No, no, no. Sometimes I'll eat my whatever the the meal option that's in front of me that i want to
1: eat first that's what i choose and there's no rhyme or reason to it this is wild i didn't know this i didn't know the order switched up that makes it seem oh, a yeah. little like you'll just go rogue so you'll never kind of mix and match but sometimes you'll just be like let's wolf down the sandwich let's just kind of sprinkle the desserts as like the fries for the fries and sometimes you're just like let's fry let's chip first before we yep. get into that sub
0: yeah exactly oh yeah a thousand percent yes it's what just about because this? that's
1: what catches my fancy okay what about this the sub is cut in half so you have a foot long we both know that you can you can handle a foot long. You know your way yeah, around yeah. a foot long. Yeah, sub.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm no stranger to a foot long.
1: They cut it in half, so you got two six inch sandwiches. Can you go six inch sandwich into your individual chip bag back to the six inch sub? Can that be three different courses, or we all set? We all twelve inches before we've been thinking about those chips.
0: Yeah, I think we're all twelve inches. I'm all still t- sandwich mode because I know <laughs> I can eat it in one sitting. Now, if I was like. If I had like a sub before that earlier and I was like, oof, that's too much sub, I'll leave this six inch for later
1: and -hmm. wrap it up. Then I'll go to my chips. And that's a new setting. When you come back and eat that sub, that's a new setting. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to give you 12 points um, and then I'm going (laughs) to give myself one point for getting you to say I'm taking all 12 of those inches. Bonus point right there. Did you almost spit that, bro? I really I almost. I, you you. Almost I really thought it was just spit. I I, it's I an you. expensive mic <laughs> in front of me. I didn't want to saw, ruin it. I saw you pull that up. I was like, ah, I almost got. It. Uh, all right, mine's food based. Also, uh, don't eat white creamy things. If it's white and creamy, just not interested. Yeah. Not touching it. Yeah, exactly. I
0: go. think I think both of ours, my twelve inches and your white creamy things, are all <laughs> rooted fair. in the same. Right. We'll give you. We'll weird. give you one points on that.
1: It's just like mayo, like anything kind of sour cream, milk based I know this is getting more into like pickiness then maybe idiosyncrasies but it's just it just seems to be a blanket rule and it's not because of that rule that i don't do things it's just because there seems to be a consistency with anything that's white and creamy it's just a terrible flavor
0: so we like marshmallow fluff so opposite pass. tangy pass. pass
1: it is it is pass. but it's I, I see what you're saying and maybe i guess if i would say like i just kind of lean into that that's probably more of luck just because right. I just happen to not really like need that much sugar in a single sitting either, right? Right. But it's just really like the you know those mayonnaise, aiolis, kind uh, of cheese. I know that's not creamy, but I'm throwing that in there too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ranch dressing, get the f out of here. Whoa, you're S- off on ranch. Sour cream, real low on sour cream. Real. Really, low. this oh, is, is nuts. Absolutely.
0: This is nuts to me. So it is. It really, because we got a lot of different flavors going on in there. Yeah, obviously dairy. You have an issue with dairy. There's, there's no question about that.
1: Yeah, I think the consistency of the flavor is the flavor is. Hey, take a bowl of milk, set it out in the sun. Come back and get it like 10 hours from now. Put a hobo in that bowl of (laughs) Put a hobo. Get it big. Put a hobo. Put Paul in on the other side. And then (laughs) mix that with some pepper. Call it Peppercorn Ranch. And it's a pass. It's just a pass. Get an
0: eight foot by three foot by five (laughs) foot deep tub of mayo. Put a hobo in. Put Brandana on the other side. Does it get in? No. Uh, Uh,
1: All right. I'm going to give you a bonus point for bringing the hobo back. Welcome back, hobo. Uh, and then I'm going to, I think it's just kind of the, the main four group of like sour cream, ranch, mayonnaise, cottage cheese. I know it's not creamy, relax. I'm putting it yeah, in yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. four points for me. I can't decide if I'm. we're doing golf score yet. It depends on if I end up with the lowest score or the highest score.
0: Yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> all
1: right, there we go. Put the R ar- and an arbitrary. I like it. Um, my number
0: one. So yes. I don't know if you've have you known this about me, but Ooh. I will. So I, think I know everything about you, bro. I know you it all. do know you know it all new fact new fact i think i think a lot of people i don't know very many people who fold clothes the way i do because i I, because i fold my t-shirts like did you ever work at like the mall or anything like
1: that i worked at the buckle
0: yeah i fold my t-shirts like that basically they look like you know if you had a stack of t-shirts at the mall that's how they all, all you know the folding tucking each side in side in Tucking the shirt sleeves in and then folding over. That's how I do it, man. And everyone looks at me like I'm a lunatic from from college when i and I've always done my that's how my mom taught me how to do it. I oh, fold yeah. my pants like it like they are in the mall, uh, you know, jeans, things like that. I do all of it. And here's the other thing, and Dr. Mrs. the Commissioner, I was asking about this, is like, tell me some of my idiosyncratic mm-hmm. things. Is she's like, Well, if someone folds your clothes for you, you'll unfold them and then refold them the way that you like. Like oh, it's to wow. that level.
1: Yeah, I had that in dating once. Because people
0: like- are nuts with it. They like... Fold the shirt in half. It's like, no, you got a giant seam down the middle of your shirt. Yeah. Now you now you it's wrinkled. It's yeah, what fucking you, wrinkled now. What's what you, the point? What, what are you,
1: a hobo about to get in a what pool? Fold your shirt Right, <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> uh all right, brother. I'm gonna give myself a bonus point if I can walk you through Oh, which people aren't gonna be able to see. I could almost take my shirt off and fold it here. So it is, so it's both sleeves in, but a little further that the sleeves aren't just in, so you actually are folding some of the shirt in also.
0: Yeah, yeah. You fold the you you fold the shirt in basically yeah. from like. Yep, yep, you yep, know, yep, if Going down your collar, yeah, right in there, like just off the seam of the shoulder. You bring that in, that whole edge in, and then you fold the, the bottom shirt sleeve back over
1: on top to of split. that edge, and then yep. you pull, yep. And then so it's almost like so you have the logo kind of centered and facing there, so it's like, Yep. me too, brother. That's how I sell my shirts. Shout out, really? Hashtag buckle, yeah, I worked at the buckle for like uh two years, so after working there, like it was such a habit, and it's also like. I don't it was just kind of like one of those luxuries in life. I like to be able to look at my shirt closet and be like, bam, I know what that is and it just kind of looks tight and organized.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I don't know anyone else who I've seen people who have done laundry and they're like basically like rolling it up and you're like, "What are you doing?" like and yeah. I don't understand how more people aren't the I've never I've only seen a, a very few people you I've never seen you fold laundry, but I clearly were on or on that. Yeah. But a lot of people don't do that. And when I was at like laundromats when I didn't have like, you know, poor and living in LA people would look at me and be like what are you do? like that's like is everything like you must be really you know retentive like I've had people <laughs> yeah. say that to me and I was like no I just like my shit to be tidy
1: Yeah, you're like, don't bother me while I eat this chips first and then I move on and eat the rest of this sandwich and then fold this laundry. I have problems mixing and matching things. Uh, I'm going to give you four points because that's about the average number of additional minutes it takes you to fold a shirt as opposed to everybody else that just wads it up. Uh, My number one. All right. I can't let the inside of my knees touch. Have we talked about this before, bro? Ooh, No. Okay. Yeah. This is where it gets. So yeah. This is where it gets a little elevated. This is more of just getting like mayonnaise on your Whopper. This is real deal. Like yeah, things yeah. kind of get fucked up. This is so. This is real shit. This, this is, is real, real shit. Real this shit. is shit. So you know, the inside of my knees, like I, I get nauseous if they like touch or butt like uh, like butt together. Like I definitely like sleep with a, like a pillow between my knees, and they just I mean the insides of them haven't touched in you know, decades. But it was from when I was a kid. I think it was like in fourth grade or something. We were all playing dodgeball together. In uh, like this latch key program thing at the YMCA or something after school, yeah, yeah. And then like uh like one of the dodgeballs like whizzed up on stage, so and like behind the curtains, and I ran up to get it, and I ran up and put my hands on the side of the stage and went to jump up and bang the inside of my knee on like the lip of the stage, and Ooh. like so I rolled behind that curtain and just old waterworks on Brandana started rolling down. They're just like, where's the ball? Where's the ball? I just kind of grabbed the ball and just like throw it out there. It's like, there you go. And it just like stayed behind that curtain. And it's just like, it hurts so bad that it's just, now it has like this weird sensitivity. Like it'll just kind of like a little little PTSD for like the inside of my knees. Like if they touch, like it's just like, it's just, it's just like a, such an unnatural just feeling that just gets me like queasy and not feeling well.
0: Oh, this is this brings me back because I have one of these like childhood instances. Now, obviously, this is I don't know if that's an idiosyncratic or is it's just like it's like you said PTSD is a great example of it because yeah. I had something similar to that when I was on. First off, can we just t- talk about how dangerous uh, trampolines are? Right, I mean, hundred percent. These things are fucking dangerous. Yeah. Got my nieces and so, nephew
1: once for last Christmas. Dangerous as hell. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> So I'm jumping, and you know when you get like double bounced, right? Yeah. And you kind of hit that weird like shallow pocket before you get rocketed back. Oh down.
1: yeah, it feels like you hyperextend your knee or something accidentally. No,
0: but well, but what happened is, is my feet were like down on the thing, and my body was still coming down, so my elbows were coming down and then it engaged my legs yeah. and literally rocked my knee so Ooh. hard right up into my elbow yeah that i the, even this and i i i shit you not i whacked my elbow on the door handle the other day and it's still oh, sore shit. i have in like, that tingly spot yeah and it literally i've never i thought it was going to lose like feeling in my pinky cuz it ran down the bottom of my arm to yeah. my pinky and it was so numb for like an hour that I, and i and i I know that feeling that you get where, like, I'm totally disgusted. Yeah, Like, I'm going to throw exactly. up. Yeah. Like, this is bad news. Like, it's my arm going to fall off.
1: Dude, let's, let's all gear this. Let's do a uh, top three worst injuries as a kid. Neapolitan yeah, yeah. showdown i that's, like it it's pretty I good. like it but we'll do that after we officially award this victory to Brandana. that's right i brought the heat and sometimes we bring the heat on the last one and it also it just gives you momentum into a new neapolitan showdown i mean and then i brought up the hobo so i like don't make me explain yeah, you this. kill
0: it you killed it this one don't make you, me do, explain have, do you have anything this. on the console bracket i got a few on the console oh bracket.
1: hit me with it brother what do you got
0: okay so obviously the i like to wear a rubber band or like a bracelet on my left wrist i've won that since i was like in middle school yeah um I've much like the folding clothes, in a lot of my life, uh, I, there's a, there's a right way to to load a dishwasher, and I, <laughs> and I know how to do it. That sounds right. And yeah. I will undo it if you don't do it right and put it in there right. <laughs> and then uh, the third thing is, is, I don't know if this is gross, but you, it reminded me of the the hobo and like sharing like public spaces. Yeah. I don't like to I don't like to use the restroom like poop. I don't like to poop at restaurant restrooms, uh, and if I have to, if I absolutely have to. I build a fucking heaping nest. Like mm-hmm. I don't want anywhere in my skin touching the toilet seat. I don't know if that's so idiosocratic, but Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it'd be a lot of people would be on board with you on that one. What about uh yeah. this one when um well, you know, I think it's disgusting that we eat in front of other people. Just people, the fact yes. that we eat like that's this should be like equivalent to using the restroom. It should be like, I'll be right back, give me fifteen minutes, I gotta jump in that closet and eat a quick cheeseburger. And right. also, like, uh, I get, I get. When, when I house sit, I, I wanted to say your joke again, but I was just like, don't go to the well for a third time. You already won your Neapolitan showdown. Move on. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, when I house sit for somebody, this might not be weird, but it's like, even though they change the sheet, like, I just can't sleep on other people's beds. I know it's weird, like, yeah. like a hotel room or something. But even when I house, like, sit for them, I will put a blanket, like, on the couch and I'll sleep out on the couch. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like it's. It's you don't even want thing.
0: to do like if you wouldn't even change their sheets and sleep in their bed. You just yeah. want to sleep in their bed. I don't want to sleep yeah. on their bed.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't know, that's just kind of like a really it's I don't it's like It's intimate. Yeah, it's, it's like intimate. some it's like someone's like under wearing someone's underwear or something. I don't know. Like it's just kind of that's that's definitely a territory that has been like marked and called and like this is ours and
0: Sure. So when I come to New York, I need to bring underwear. Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, you that do, was, uh, yes. And also, uh, okay. I will find you a mattress. There's plenty on the side of the road on my walk home. I'll grab <laughs> right. you one. <in> Perfect. <laughs> All right, brothers. Uh, if you guys have ideas, brothers and sisters, if you guys have ideas for something you'd like us to tackle on the Brandana Gambling Corner, oh, Brandana Gambling Corner, look at that, just because I'm so excited at Gambling Corner, you can do that. Yeah. Neapolitan Showdown. Send us an email. MABSportsPodcast at gmail.com. Guys, we got to get through two Brandana gambling corners. Bring us to that jam. Mm -hmm. Brother, we've been kicking this can down the road. Definitely worth it. When we had we had a boy from the Prattle Pod on, Toby. Yeah. All worth Toby. it. But, guys, we are running out of time. We have to get through these. It is tradition, you know, that one year we did it before kickoff of the regular season <laughs> to get through both of these. So let's jump into, first up, uh the NFC West. This year we are doing... Most awesome is going to say a team. I have not looked at these lines before. I'm going to tell them what my prediction that Vegas has set the under over for wins are. And then we're going to talk through the schedule a little bit and decide which side of the over-unders we want to fall on. And if it's a stay away or something, you should put some of your hard-earned MAP dollars on. Who are we starting with first, brother?
0: Ooh, this is interesting, too, because I think now a couple weeks in the preseason, I wonder if this is going to change your mindset on there. I'm trying to I'm trying to look for the most recent over under wins too by the mm, way. Yeah, yeah. So let's yeah. go. Let's go right off the bat. Let's lead right off of uh Tom Fleming's favorite team, yeah. the LA Rams, the runner up to the Super Bowl. What do you got a map?
1: We're not for the Super Bowl. Okay, uh I should just tell you what I have. Okay. So I I do like to give three quick facts and then on why I'm doing it okay. or my takes on it, then I'll get into the number, then we hear from you. I think how's was been doing? All right. Uh this is the Super Bowl runner up. Uh I do think there's a little bit of aggression here with the Rams. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, There's this this division isn't a super tough sled though. It's a little bit of the one of the easier divisions in the league, which has me even in this last second bumping it up by half a game. I'm at ten and a half. Boom! You're fucking on it. (sighs) You're on it, sir. So uh, dialed in, folks. Look at this. There's gonna be like uh, week four to eight. Listen to this five game run they have. Right, hosting the Buccaneers at Seattle Seahawks, hosting the 49ers, at Atlanta, hosting the Bengals. That that's a five and zero. That is right. like that wouldn't be shocking. You pull that five and zero off.
0: Yeah, yeah. You hit the bye week, then you're into Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, yeah. Chicago, Baltimore, and you've got Arizona twice at the back half of the schedule.
1: I did see that. Yeah, this is is that team. Okay, it's not. There's a, it'll come up a little later, so I'll I'll save it for when it comes up a little later for a different team. Uh yeah. So what are you thinking over and under on this team? So the ten and a half, I mean, they have it the seventh easiest
0: schedule, mm. and I just had big, you know, I had big question marks. Super Bowl hangover, yeah. Are they going to get eleven wins in under their belt? I could see them go ten and six, win the division, but I also could see them like, like you said, regress. They won what thirteen games last year. Mm. They won eleven before that. Um Todd Gurley is a big question mark is the you know is the the bloom off the rose the Sean McVay rose are people dialed in into this offensive scheme a little bit yeah I don't know and then you've got a lot of you know you've got a plus pass rush but there's their linebacking core is a little little weak so I have them under just because it's at 10 and a half and I I've I've I like them for for 10 wins.
1: I I think we've seen this, kind of seen this before also, like kind of a new coach comes in, like strikes fire, everything's right. And I don't want to discount what he did. What he did was great and whatever the Super Bowl was weird, but it's, you know, there's a little bit of, has the league kind of caught up to this style of football and what they're doing and they can step out. And I think there are enough good teams to give them trouble where they're not like they were last year, where they're a little bit on their own tier. So I too have to go under, but I am going to mark it as a stay away just because of the ease of this division.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I think I mean they've got we'll talk about San Francisco, Seattle and Arizona, but I mean there's there's a lot of divisional wins in there and that's a that's a fast track way to get in there. Let's go to let's go to Seattle. All right, Seattle. The 12th man up there. Okay, the this Sunshine State.
1: Yeah, this is something that I brought a little lower. Seattle's been kind of treading water last year. I, I think 2 years ago, you know, they're they didn't quite drop off as fast as we thought they would. And last year, I think mm-hmm. they definitely overperformed over play uh Russell Wilson the real deal uh it they' they have a tough schedule I know they're kind of in the yeah. same division but there are some games just jumping out uh obviously Rams Vikings at Eagles uh, Saints at Steelers I had to go should bump this up a little bit more but I really did the tally twice I'm going seven wins mm, you're a little low
0: on it eight and a half
1: oh I'm really low on it Wow yeah. um, and, I,
0: and I think that's a, I think that's a home field. I think that's a very public home field. This is Seattle. At Seattle, they always win. Number, yeah. And that's why, that's why I would, if I was you, I'm leaning in that other direction. Like seven wins, I'm taking the under on this, and I'm, I'm feeling very good because I think, I think it's time that they they hit they they bottom out yeah. a bit, and I think this is the season they do it.
1: Exactly. I mean, just some of the other games. I want to pick out like you know they could lose that Ravens game that they're hosting 49ers could be good. It could be hard. They could split that at Eagles. Maybe they're running out of steam late at Rams. I mean, you know, I just put me some map dollars on that under.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I mean, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh at Cleveland there, they host the Rams, uh, obviously once, and you've got Philadelphia, Philadelphia on the road, Minnesota, they host. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's a tough road to sled, and so I, the games that I thought were Cincy, Arizona twice, San Francisco once, Carolina, Tampa Bay. I mean, that's only, that's five, six games right there, and they got to sneak out another three wins out of that. That's tough, man.
1: Yeah, I think a little bit of that's Russell Wilson, and you know, the fact that your home field advantage that gives you one, one and a half wins right there. Yeah, but who's he going to? Who's his? I mean, Tyler Lockett. I mean, yeah, I know, that's my point, bro. DK Metcalf. I mean, come on, man. Bring to the choir. Bridge to the choir, bro. <laughs> so yeah alright let's throw me official map. mark that up throw me official map dollar on
0: that Mab Seattle Mab okay then we're gonna go to San Francisco this one's intriguing
1: to me San Francisco treat. this is tough I, and I think the camps are split I think some mm-hmm. camps are Jamie Garoppolo is the real deal he's coming back and finally the 49ers are gonna take off I think the other camps yep. are just like he was overrated went on like a little bit of winning streak against some weak teams and he hasn't really proven that he's the guy uh I am of the earlier camp. I am high on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm high on this team. I have them at eight wins.
0: And you'd be spot on, sir. You're dialed in. Dialed into the eee! NFC West. That's where they're sitting at. They're at eight. And, I, and I'm, I'm with you on all the same things. I, I, I like Jimmy G. Uh, I like some of the weapons that they brought in there. Yeah. They have a stable of running backs. We talked about that from the from from Ripped a couple times here. They they've got a lot of different guys that can do a lot of different things. And they've got a pretty good record. They I mean they're on the road to start. They have the early bye week on week four, which 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 kinda you know, oh I don't like that. You do not they're like that that. I do not like that. You know, I like I like teams to get a little bit of a rhythm first. But they're at Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, uh to start the season. I think those are winnable games. Then they go Pittsburgh, uh, bye week, Cleveland uh, at home, then Rams on the road. So we could get off with a little rocky start, but here's where I like their the meat of their schedule. At Washington, home for Carolina, at Arizona, home for Seattle, home for Arizona before they get in there. So that's that's six games right there that I think that they are winnable games. You've got you know Atlanta at home. You maybe catch a uh, Rams maybe not playing for anything uh, uh, at home at the end of the season, or maybe they sneak one, you know, against Green Bay or Cleveland or Pittsburgh. Who knows? You know, we'll be talking about that division later. I don't think I'd put money on it, but I like this team better. I like the direction that they're going. They only had four wins last year. I mean, I could see them going 8-8 eight and, eight and and, you know, doubling up and being kind of the darlings of 2020.
1: Absolutely, brother. I love that, too. You know what's really exciting is I feel like, this wasn't true like three or four years ago, and maybe it's like kind of what the NBA is doing. A lot of these teams are getting little personalities, and I'm right. interested, and I want to see them. Like Baltimore, like I know I'm bringing up some teams out here, but 49ers make me think of it. Like I see 49ers, I think like young, quick, like, like up and coming, like kind of this new build, like franchise. Like a lot of these teams are just going to be excited to watch kind of how it shakes out. Uh, I am with you. My big question here is so – October 31st to November 17th, week 9 10, 11, they're at Cardinals uh host the Seahawks, host the Cardinals. Why the fuck are they playing the Cardinals twice in 3 weeks in the middle of the season? Yeah, it's this weird
0: thing that I've noticed that the NFL is scheduling they're they're trying to hold back the divisional games late and then they're 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 tacking up these games kind of real all tight. You see, you know, you see a couple of them where and I, maybe I don't have it on. Um, you see a couple of them where they play these guys like, yeah, two two times in three or four weeks just right in a row and I I think it's just they they're just trying to get the divisional games as close because towards the end of the season then we'll have a lot of shake up amongst divisions well they won't they who's going to win the division I think it's a little more for for intrigue
1: well hot take it's stupid (laughs) And I mean I'd be fine. This is week nine, ten, eleven. Like I mean I I get it. if you want to do that like fourteen 14, week fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, let things shake out before people maybe start sitting people, or it helps to prevent sitting people, like if the league's close enough to what that way, you know, a loss interdivisionally is a little bit more dramatic than actually outside of your division. Whatever. Uh eight wins. I mean, like you said, uh Steelers, Rams, Packers, Saints, uh, Rams, I'm not giving them a win on any of that, so it's a little too tough of a number to go over on, but I will be watching the 49ers and excited about them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That leads us to our Craig oh, Grudson Fulfarr- Crick, crick, crick,
1: crick, 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 Chris, Chris, Chris,
0: Chris, crick our- The Arizona cra- Cardinals.
1: Corn. Uh, yes. So, like I said, I think I brought this up earlier. It's really hard. I don't think you see numbers underneath four or five. I went through this thing like Santa Claus. Made my list, checked it twice. Who's <laughs> um, naughty or nice? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just hard. It's a rookie quarterback, but I think there's a lot of hype behind this guy. I think Vegas, like, a lot, people want him to be Mahomes so bad they're going to will him to that. Just for that, I am going to add one win, even though I think it's sane. I'll split the difference. Urgh, five and a half.
0: Oh, you're very close. Five. Shit, I almost did that. Wins.
1: I originally had four and a half. Overthought. It.
0: You're, you're you're all over the NFC West. of This one, I want. Just wanted to let everyone
1: know. Uh Yeah, this is. Let's not forget what we're dealing with here, ladies and gentlemen. This is a rookie quarterback. Everybody relax. I think we saw a little bit of that week two. I, they're they're exciting, and this will be an exciting team to watch. And if there's any, you know, rookie quarterback, obviously keep your eyes on like, it's Kyler. Like you're going, yeah. you're going to watch this game and see how it shapes out. But it's just, you know it's not as simple as drafting a good quarterback, having David Johnson and a new coach from, you know, uh, a 500 coach from college football. And then all of a sudden, like you're punching your dance card for the postseason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they have a rough offensive line. I mean, they're totally changing everything over there in Arizona, new offense. They drafted a million wide receivers and they have a really tough schedule. I mean, it's, it's not the toughest. It's in the top 10, and I really look at the stretch on from week seven to eleven. Yeah, you got four four games on the road. Uh, they could be winnable games, but they're on the road, and that's just—I mean—that yeah. I don't want to say you don't really talk about it in the NFL the rookie wall, but you think of Kyler Murray on a bad offensive line having a just really—you know—run for his life. It's going to catch up to him. It's going to catch up quick, and I think that's the time when it does. Yeah,
1: and then you lose your confidence, and you have your bye week. Uh, great point of the four or the five on the road, and then just. You do come back and you have three home games in a row, but you're wasting them because it's like you're hosting the Rams, hosting the Steelers, hosting the Browns. Like, get like let me host some Dolphins and give me like at least one W out of this thing.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's it is a tough schedule. What do you think you're going to take the under on that?
1: Uh, they go three and thirteen. I here's I, I am gonna stay away because like maybe maybe he's not Mahomes, but you know Baker Mayfield. We have seen some of these rookie quarterbacks come in with kind of like the right attitude yeah. and make some shit happen. Yeah. So you know yeah. winning winning. Uh, Winning five games to get a push would just be too nerve wracking and not worth it. So and, right. and six might not even happen. So that's a that's a stay away from me. But we did find one to put our money on and that's the under first yeah. I
0: like it. I like it. Do you mark it,
1: it up, bro? Do you mark I want I want you to up. keep your I'm record? Marking on it up. This. I'm all keeping right. record. I got all my notes. All right. Bro.
0: Tidy in front of me. All
1: right. N F C North, what do we got? Uh, Sorry,
0: uh, AFC let's North. Let's save let's a- AFC North, yes. Let's go with uh let's go with Cincinnati let's get him out of, out of
1: the way since it's it, <laughs> a great attitude I think uh everyone that has Cincinnati on their schedule is taking the exact same approach let's get him out of the yep. way let's get this done with this is uh okay since this is hard so to me this is one of the better divisions in football I probably have him yeah. around like uh yeah. my two or three slot um went through this and it's one of those where I don't think I could go too low I landed on five five ones
0: you're Close. It is six. I was surprised it's by six. this. It six. So you got the new head coach and Zach Taylor. Yeah. And you you've got a lot of injuries. And and I just looked at it on it. I mean, it was nine days old. That's that's the last to- update I could see on it. But it was still sitting at six. I was surprised
1: by this. Well here's I mean, count me these six wins here. Like real well, I know we don't need to do this on everyone, but I'm just I'm kinda super curious on this one. I'm definitely definitely gonna take the under. At Seahawks, yep. hosting 49ers, at Bills. Like, I'll give you the win at the Bills. At Steelers, not sure. winning that. I'll give you the Cardinals win. At Ravens, yep. not winning that. Jaguars, not winning that. At Rams, not winning that. Ravens, again, I think they're sweeping you. At Raiders, I'll give you that win. Steelers, I'm not giving you. Jets, I'll give you a half win. You can have take that full Jets win. At Browns, Patriots, Dolphins. I guess that Dolphins puts it right at five. And that's if they pull off that, that Jets win and Raiders, and at Raiders, which I'm not 100% convinced they can do.
0: Yeah, because I think the Raiders are a better team than they were last year. You can't look at it. I mean, they're going to have to steal a game, and they're going to be missing their best offensive weapon. The offensive line is not good. That's, they lost their first-round pick. Yep. Jonah Williams. Um, you're going to have a QB controversy in Cincinnati with Ryan Finley. They're like third- or fourth-round pick out of NC State. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just – I don't – yeah, I, I look at it and I go, I don't, I'm, I'm surprised that it's so high at six because I had those very same games – Minus the Jets, as a as a possibility, I just had four of them going. Man, that could be uh, that could be a
1: tough road to sled. So even if like this is so this is how I say a push is good for you the other way. Them getting to six wins would be a feat in itself. So put me two map dollars on this, buddy, on the under. Two map dollars. Two map dollars. My goodness. Money to spend. Confidence. Money to spend. I got to tell the story about when I went to join the Super Contest. It's a sad story, and oh, yes. then sad, bro. Brandana was sad. All right. Oh. <laughs> nah, what team's up next, bro? Uh, let's go with Let's go with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers. This team is interessante. So, uh, yep. lost, lost. Uh, like we said, it's no secret here. To uh, not only have their top weapons, but the top weapons in the league. We did see some people step up. They have young guys that, in Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, they did acquire a WR two that I'm high on. My boy Montcrief. Mm, that's boy. right. That's right. Uh, so to me, it's going to be a little bit of Pittsburgh doing what Pittsburgh does, and that's win games in the NFC North, but not too many. They're not going to be the same old Pittsburgh. I got them at Boom. nine wins.
0: Boom! You're dialed in, sir. You're all over this fucking thing today. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you, nine sir. wins, and I and I and I'm right there with you because I everyone I just wrote like everyone's thinking it's the same old Steelers. Yeah. Just, just time will just keep on rolling on. Big Ben will be there. Mike Tomlin, just will be those guys again. Um, they did have a lot of defensive turnover on the on the on that side of the ball, which I find to be interesting. They brought in uh, a solid young linebacker in the draft, Evan Bush. I like him a lot. Obviously, out of the University of Michigan, the offensive solid is solid. But here's the thing that I looked at: Big ben, Ben's another year old, mm-hmm. older. Would you venture to guess, and this is, I'm not trying to Bill Sim or Ben Simmons you here, but would you venture to guess how many interceptions <laughs> Ben has thrown
1: in the last four years? Good burn, bro. Good burn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The number of interceptions total. Like in, the total. Yeah, total. In the last in four years. In the last four years. Um, and like, he gets, because he had that four pick game, I don't know. He gets a little 40. Yeah.
0: Fifty nine, you're close. Fifty nine? Fifty nine. That's fourteen that's almost averaging fifteen uh fifteen Damn. a season. That's a ton. Yeah. And I know he's throwing the ball a lot, and I know they're there but that's putting a lot of pressure on the defense. And yeah. maybe they were, maybe you could look back at him and there was like a high percentage that were deep balls that basically were
1: 50-50, so it was like no, he, ostensibly he, a punt, but still he has those weird games. He had that like against the Browns where they're coming back. Like he'll just and two years ago, I don't remember. I knew I bet on it and that was a big mistake. He just has like these odd games where he'll just be like, he just throw like four or five interceptions and it's just like he's not even trying anymore. Like it's it's nothing. Yeah,
0: and maybe and maybe there's some of those and you pull those out and it's like oh really he has you know one bad game but I don't know. The, to me that's a yeah. that's a questionable for sure, for sure. sign of a quarterback. You know, athletes are famous for not realizing when their 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 game has changed, and they don't change along with it. And Big Ben is like this: Hey, I'm going to stick in the pocket and make magic happen. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to make a you know an all star play. Well they're catching
1: up yeah that's a little bit of like a Brett Favre right also because that's a telltale sign if you're making the playoffs and you're still an elite team and you're still throwing that many INTs that means you just kind of go rogue with it sometimes which is super dangerous this is also like my question is Big Ben like he'll throw with kind of guys draped off of him it's interesting to me and obviously we don't wish injuries on anybody that's not what I'm saying but if it's just like if his career does end just like kind of staying back there too long and trying to like throw somebody off and kind of getting bent in those weird ways that we've seen happen to him many many times yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, Mason Rudolph coming in as a backup is going to be it's going to push you way under on this. Yeah. So I'm not saying you should do it because I think that there's a lot of ways that they're going to protect him, but I mean it's a it's a weird it's a weird league, man, and, and anything could happen.
1: So it's the AFC East is their only kind of break they have in their favor that just doesn't make this a total make me curious in the under because uh, I mean that's a Bills game, that's a Jets game, they have the Cardinals on yeah. there too, so one of the easier schedules. So nine that's a that's a stay away. Can't see what happens there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No MAP dollars there. All right, let's go to the other Interesante <laughs> mm. team in the
1: league. Like how you said that? I did, yeah. A little, yeah. little flare, a little, little MAP flare. <laughs> I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens. I'm super curious about this. So you remember year anniversary of talking about the AFC North. I was low on the Ravens. They weren't going to be any good. I turned out to be correctamundo. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. They did make the postseason. They are fine. Uh, so this is this is a little tougher because again we're looking at one of those scenarios where this could be magic and a young team really taking off with a yep. young Lamar Jackson, kind of new guy at the helm, like what's going to happen, or it could be kind of spell disaster for something not shaping out. I went with this feels low because I'm excited about him, but I didn't want to get my own hype to get in my way. I have him at seven wins. Oh, you are
0: low, eight and a half. Whew.
1: Man, the schedule's just too tough for that.
0: I know. It is tough. It is a tough one. I mean, I, I like their opening. You've got at Miami, home for Arizona. Yeah. Then you got Casey, Cleveland, Pitt. That's a tough one, so two and three. But yeah. it could be kind of that, like, just Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, just kind of grinding through it, win two, lose three, win two more again because then you got Cincy and Seattle, then you got your bye. So maybe we're like, four and three, and it's like, oh, what, what's this team doing? Then, well, then you got home for New England at Cincy – home for houston at the rams home for san francisco at buffalo home for the J- the jets at cleveland home for pittsburgh that gets a little dicey in there
1: i mean i just i have a lot of respect for you bro but i gotta i gotta trust my instincts i you gotta give me a map dollar on the under yeah eight and a half i mean i would too this is a tough division you could get swept by two teams in, in your own division Like the Browns sweep you, Steelers sweep you, that would not be insane. You have the Kansas City Chiefs on your schedule. You already went through it. I don't have to repeat it. Texans at Rams. I am repeating it because it's insane. Take the under. Right. So I had seven and nine or eight and eight. I
0: take that on. And that was me being, I think, forgiving.
1: Exactly. uh, That that was you being that was me being optimistic. Eight and eight is me being just like things are really breaking their way. They're looking good.
0: And that's because, I mean, Lamar Jackson. I think you and I are both big believers on him. We're into we're into it. Like I'm not. It's not downplaying it. But I need to see. Yeah. If I'm gonna sink, if I'm gonna sink real Mab dollars on this. Real Mab dollars,
1: hard earned. Real Mab, Mab dollars.
0: Ha- hard earned in the coal mines, yeah. digging out, <laughs> getting the getting the Mab dollars. I'm gonna sink those dollars on L- Lamar Jackson. I need to see him throw the ball proficiently. Exactly. Yeah. Well enough to do it, and I because I can't. I can't have like three running backs out there. One of the wishbone offense in the NFL.
1: Yeah, even if everything kind of breaks his way and he kind of does like semi decent, like it still wouldn't be insane to f- say he finishes seven and nine with that schedule. Like, yeah, he's gonna have some regression games for sure. Uh, okay, that's crazy. So I have three map dollars rocking in the NFC North, and we've even got to. Ooh. Go ahead. Go ahead, say it, bro. The king of Cleveland, Baker Mapfield. <laughs> Baker Map. Oh man, everyone is I mean, everyone kind of picked up on the vibe we were getting, giving out and now everyone is on this Browns bandwagon, which is fair enough. Which makes me feel the band it's it's getting a a little crowded up here on the Cleveland bandwagon. I know little... we've
0: been here since day one. I know. It's like, we were here. It's
1: like, it's like when you go to that bar that nobody else knew about, and just bust out somebody sitting enjoying beers, all of a sudden we look up and it's like happy hour, and it's just like everyone's packed to the shoulders. And it's just be like, give us a little room. Like we we discover this bar. Yeah, exactly. Just, these two
0: seats have our perfectly worn ass marks in them.
1: This is where we belong. <laughs> perfectly worn. Look at that ass mark. Look at this ass. Perfect. It matches. Right. Mine. Uh, so I went. I think this is half a game higher than it needs to be. This schedule isn't super difficult. Uh there are some pitfalls, pockets, see trade trading blows. I have met nine and a half.
0: Oof. You're off.
1: It's sixteen, and I'm taking the over. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: No. It's it's nine. It's nine. nine. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, I thought maybe there's gonna be a half uh, half game more just for everyone piling on that. Might have bumped up a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I think that's moved. Nine's uh, nine's super interesting. You want to kind of take us through what you're seeing on schedule? Yeah, I mean, I like the
0: start of their schedule. They host the Titans. They're at the Jets. Then they got the Rams at home. Baltimore, again, we talked. We're not really sure where they're at. Then they're at San Francisco. And then they're home for Seattle. I like that Seattle game at home specifically because they don't have to go travel on the road and go up to to Seattle there. By week in week seven. Then they're at New England week Mm. eight. I don't know two plucky young podcasters might be uh, might be at that game Very much so. uh, then they're home for Buffalo home for Pittsburgh home for Miami I like that little three game home stretch yeah. then they're at Pittsburgh home for Cincy at Arizona I like that home for Baltimore I like that game Cincy on the road so mm-hmm. I like the little the four games in the back half of their schedule T- tally it all up I mean yeah nine Ten. I mean, this is where Vegas gets you, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's super close. I mean, like, it really, it oddly comes down to, I mean, no shit comment, but those games you don't know about. It's just like, how good are the Ravens? Do the Ravens split the series with them, or do they get swept by Cleveland? It's just like, there you go. I mean, that's, that's basically the game you're talking about to win your bet or not win your bet.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is Buffalo we th- I like Buffalo's improvement. Is it enough to get him over the hole and steal one on the road, like in a long season injuries? I mean, this is this is what makes this tough. Nine and a half is a real tough number for or nine excuse nine, me. Yeah, it's real I said nine and a real tough number for excuse me. Nine and a half is even tougher. Yeah, but nine is mean. tough just because I just I feel confident in nine and seven. And again, it just speaks to the strength of the division because I don't know what Baltimore and I can't dial in Pittsburgh and I got to give them their credit for being playoff teams, which they are.
1: Yeah. All right. You know what? Give me, man, this sucks. I just, I don't like putting money on cause so much momentum goes on overs. It's fun to bet overs. Everyone's so hyped up on this team. I just, but I believe their attitudes in the right spot. I don't think we're looking at like that Philadelphia team from six years ago when, you know, they're just like, Oh, we're the, we're the dream team, you know, like whatever, uh, the, back at quarterback said <laughs> it had all that stuff and they I, I don't even know if, I think they missed the playoffs I will I'll put a map dollar on the over I mean I see I see Taylor yeah. just, just because it's the AFC East like do they go into New England and does Baker Mayfield be like it's time for a change into the guard that shit can happen they can win in San like Francisco it. they can I, I don't it's interesting I this is oh i'm ready for football bro all right guys uh that's been the Brandana gambling corner um let's jump into the mvp of the weeks so who you got brother oh i'm gonna go with uh the
0: creators of glow on netflix season three they're dealing aces i'm talking about liz uh f- forgive me liz i'm not gonna i'm gonna butcher your name but it's probably not the first time flay hive and carly Mensch. Ladies are killing it with glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling.
1: I don't know if you've seen this show. It's a good show, B. Oh, I didn't. I, now I just figured out what glow means. It's an acronym. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, bro. You recommend I'll check it out, bro. You say check it 30 out. 30 minute
0: episodes, easy watch. You're going to like Allison Breed, the beautiful Allison yeah. Breed, Betty Gilpin, fantastic. Uh, the rest of the ladies in there doing really well. Oh, Mark Marin's in it, too. Perfect.
1: I'll fire it up on the podcast when I take a bus down to Boston. There you go. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, I can't wait to drop that. All right, brother, uh, my MVP of the week. I'll give it to my boy, Joe Booth. Drove me to – uh, took a little road trip to Vegas back in L.A. Took me to enter the Super Contest. I've been talking about this for many years. Um, long story short, that story ended sadly. Couldn't get a player's card. Your proxy actually to be there in person. I'm not entering the Super Contest this year. Had all mm. my cash there ready to do it. But uh did drove to Take Vegas. Take my $1,500, was... please. What's that? So take my fifteen hundred dollars. I know. Days. I really want to have it. But uh yeah, he, he left Vegas a winner, so whenever that happens, uh and it was fun to hang out there. And we will actually have him on the pod next week talking that AFC West Futures. Ooh, Patrick Mab Holmes. Mab Holmes. I uh, guys, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast. If you want to drop us anything, have mab degrees of separation coming up soon. Shoot us an email at MAB at gmail.com. And you better believe it. NFL kicking off soon. You are gonna get those brand dana locks of the week who can't wait to drop them, bro can you believe it's almost here i <laughs> can't believe it bro oh man all right uh i am brand dana why don't you sign yourself off most awesome audience you better get them while you can
0: mab sports podcast is selling limited edition hobo pools She likes
1: glamour, mm-hmm. runway, style, jump. fame
0: She likes fashion